Photo Shelter presents Vision Slightly Blurred. I'm Sarah Jacobs. And I'm Alan Murbayashi. Alan, there's a new generation of photographers, and they are not necessarily on YouTube. They're not necessarily on Instagram. They are on TikTok. (laughs) Uh, TikTok is a video-based social media platform. It started out as the app called Musical.ly, so it was very focused around music and mostly dancing and lip singing. And then it got bought and it turned into TikTok and it has just exploded since it launched in 2017. Young photographers are using it to show off their work. And what they'll do is they'll post these sort of like BTS, behind the scenes footage, soundtracked by popular music, and then it will transform into their, what they believe is like the most impressive photo that, you know, they've ever produced or seen. (laughs) There's a lot of bad work on TikTok. Yeah. You know, I I guess we should start by saying that we are both too old to understand what the heck TikTok is. Oh my God. I was just (laughs) scrolling through and I was like, I don't understand half these jokes. Comedy plays on TikTok. It's similar to Vine. If you were on Vine back in the day. Were you on Vine, Alan? I was, yeah, I was there for a little bit, you okay. know. A little bit, yeah. I gotta we, check, I gotta we check all it out. Were, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were all there for a little bit until it closed. You know, yeah, so a lot of it is comedy-based or dance-based. And it's either teens, uh, it's a lot of Gen, Gen Zers, like thinking that they've come up with a joke for the first time. I hate to sound like that old person, but really. It's weird that you sound like that old person. But so <laughs> in the way that Gen Z kind of really relates to Facebook and your generation, Gen Y, relates to Instagram. Yeah. The kids, Gen Z, really like that TikTok. Uh, Yep. And it's very, as you said, very music and dance oriented. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've ever heard the song Old Town Road by Lil Nas X, uh, you might know some of the backstory about how he had a whole viral campaign that sort of launched it through TikTok and then kind of moved to to, through Twitter, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very, very youth-oriented. Yes, because the videos last, what, like 15 seconds? 15, 15 seconds, yeah. 15 or up to a minute if you want. But most people are creating 15-second videos. So your attention span does not need to be long. Ironically, the way that I sort of learned that there was a culture of photo technique videos was through the strobist, David uh-huh. Hobby, who... Great guy, friend of mine, follow him at Strobist on Twitter. And of course, if you were around the internet, you know, 10, 15 years ago and you were interested in off-camera flash, David was the guy, strobist.com, that you went to, to to see all of his tutorials. But he had a couple tweets about TikTok photo technique people mm-hmm. showing some really creative ways about thinking about light. So there's one of a woman using the windshield of her car as basically a background. So you see the reflection of tree branches and tree leaves. And then she has her typical, you know, young person with the hair strewn across the car with very typical makeup and Instagram face. Um, But it's a lovely photo. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And then the other one that he tweeted was a woman who was explaining how you could use your hand as a reflector for a selfie. So when you're heavily backlit, she just puts her hand in the right position to reflect skin-colored light back into her face. And you know what? It's brilliant. That is brilliant. I never did that. I never did that. I need to try doing that. 
Yeah, I know. So David Hobby, <laughs> who's even older than me, is hanging out with the kids on TikTok. That's cool, David. It is, it. it is cool. The thing about TikTok, hashtags are still very effective um, on TikTok, unlike on Instagram or Twitter. So on TikTok, if you look up hashtag photography tricks, videos collectively, the videos have received 349 million views. That is a lot of views. The thing about TikTok is that there are a ton of kids on it watching these things over and over again. So you can potentially get a really large audience on TikTok. And apparently there's a lot of interest in it, Mm -hmm. you know, to have that many views. Yeah. Against that hashtag. Totally. Another popular hashtag, um, less so but still popular, is hashtag photography hacks. And collectively, those videos have gotten 6.8 million views. So take us through, explain to us exactly what you get when you find one of these videos. What do you, what do you see? It varies, but mostly what you're seeing is behind-the-scene footage. Photographers, so they obviously have their friends taking video of them. Um either like approaching a subject, convincing them to be photographed by them, and then they'll show like how they're shooting them. And it's so, it's so cute. All these photographers have really (laughs) terrible cameras and you're like, oh my God, they're using like, they're using like really bad gear. But then you see them take the picture and then it'll like do this dramatic reveal of the photo. And it's supposed to like blow you away as a viewer. And, and honestly, some of the TikTok videos have super high views. So obviously it is impressing some people. The thing that I noticed the most about these tutorials is that many of them have no spoken narration. Mm. They are basically just showing you the photographer in question going through how they set up the shot with this, you know, pounding pop music or hip-hop soundtrack behind them. Yeah. That kind of goes back to where TikTok started, which is it's sound-based. So what you can do is you can find songs that you like. They can be popular, you know, top hit, 40 songs, whatever. Um, Or it'll be sounds that were created by other TikTok users. You save that sound to your library of sounds, and then you're able to soundtrack your video. So it's very, like... It's very easy to make a video look really professional and as though your life is like a cinematic masterpiece because you can soundtrack it. And I should point out that TikTok has licensing agreements with all of the artists. So all the music that you find on TikTok is, is, has been licensed properly. Which is like amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Take us through some of the uh, accounts that, that you liked. Yeah, so a few that I found. There's one, uh, a kid by the name of Aiden Rowley. He has 1.7 million followers. Um, that just goes to show you, like, you can get a huge audience on TikTok. So he, he kind of goes through what I just described. He likes to do this whole, uh, bit where he approaches a quote unquote stranger. I highly doubt that they are actual strangers. I'm sure these are his friends from high school or middle school, whatever, however old he is. Um, and then he'll like put them on a stairwell or he'll put them in front of like, you know, an interesting wall and it'll, he'll show him shooting them. And then it'll like, do the dramatic reveal of the portrait. He, he's, he's decent. You know, it's like he's young. He's getting on his feet. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't he, hire he him today. He doesn't look any older than maybe 15 or 16. Yeah, he pro- right. I would say that's about accurate. Then we've got a woman by the name of Cody Zof- Zofia. She's got 31,000 followers. Um, she does still life photography. So she actually shows more of like the editing process. So she'll show how she sets up a still life. Um, which is very DIY. I don't know if she's shooting for clients or what, but 
whatever, regardless, the work stands out and it's good. So she'll show how she does the setup of product and then she'll cut to her going um, onto her computer, uploading the images, scrolling through the images, and then technically editing out some pieces of the photo in order for it to look very professional. And that's the thing, like Gen Z, they they want to learn these programs themselves, I think. They don't want to sit through like a, a lynda.com tutorial for two hours. They want to see somebody do it really fast, get on the platform and start experimenting. And I think that that's why these, these things kind of work. Another photographer I found through the hashtag is Gregario. He's got 30,000 uh, followers. And he's also doing how-tos within his editing, such as like how to make the background blurry, adding falling objects, etc. Again, I don't think the work is like exceptionally good for any three <laughs> of these people. I'd say Cody is winning out of these three, <laughs> in my opinion, in my professional opinion. But, but like they're young and they're experimenting and they're having fun and they're creating... I don't know. They're creating fun behind the scenes content of like, it's like their weekends, what they're doing on the weekends, you know, it's cute. Yeah. I think that they, they have a very Instagram influencer aesthetic to the types of photography that they're creating and the Mm -hmm. techniques that they're using. I mean, on the one hand you could, you could have a very negative attitude of, of that style of photography. But to your point, these are literally teenagers experimenting with photography and because of digital and because of these editing tools that they have on their phone now, they are experimenting and learning photography at a much faster rate than we did when we were kids. Yeah. You know, I had film, you might've had digital, but I did. The, we didn't have, we didn't have Lightroom, you know, we didn't have phone apps. We didn't have Instagram. Right. Um, so you got to kind of give them props for having a DIY attitude towards that. The other thing that that's sort of mind blowing is that a teenager could have 1.7 million followers. I, it is crazy, you isn't know? it? Yeah. It's really, really wild how many views these videos get. On on the positive side of that, it's completely bonkers and inspiring that at that age you could have that level of influence. On the negative side of that, like one misstep and you're screwed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen this. Yeah. You know, teens or young people trying to take a stand on an issue and then they just get crushed. Yes, or, or or they like maybe they violate copyright or something, something just that they didn't know, and then their yeah. accounts get closed, and it completely destroys their sense of identity, right? Um, which is like also really sad, and that's like a whole other separate issue. I would I would say you know having watched a, a number of these, I watched probably a, a dozen or, or two dozen of these videos from different creators. the The thing that really struck me is the the BTS approach to filming the setup of the shot without words is actually really effective mm-hmm. because when you have uh, you know a bullet point written thing that you have to follow and maybe two photographs that accompany that and you're seeing it from one specific angle sometimes you don't spatially understand what's going on yeah. and the fact that they're walking around with their cell phone and showing you this is how I set up the backdrop really made the setup a lot clearer to me in a lot of cases. That's true. It's making me think of um, those like over the head diagrams that used to be in like photo books yep. where it'd be like, here's your subject, here's where your light's set up. And yeah, you're right. Like my br- Spatially, you just don't get it. Exactly. You're right. like, but wait, what? How do yeah. I do this? Yeah, totally. And, and you know, those bird's eye view, uh, sometimes they're just not 
they don't give you a sense of distance, mm-hmm. a proper sense of distance, because we aren't birds. We don't have the bird's eye view. We see things straight in front of us. But to be able to rotate around the set in the way that a lot of these people are setting up their shots just gives a lot of clarity. Second thing I'll, I'll say is, you know, some pretty creative ideas out there. I mean, I saw a lot of yeah. lighting uh, <laughs> uh, steel wool on fire and spinning around their head, which is a, which is a cool effect. But, you know, occasionally you'll find someone that does it in a unique way, mm-hmm. or they're just, again, experimenting Experiment. yeah. in a way that I just wouldn't have done when I was a, a teenager. No, totally. Like, uh, there's a video of Aiden's where he's photographing um, a tomato dropping into a glass of water. Like, okay, that's not revolutionary, like, creative-wise, but he's technically learning how to get shots like that, and, like, he will get better. And, like, he yeah, could absolutely. be, the, like, the best still-life photographer, you know, by the time he's 20. We don't know, so... I also like the idea that young people are finding a voice and a communication style that makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. And for all of us old people that sort of poo-poo like, wow, but you're not learning how to do things, blah, 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 you know, through theory, it reminds me of <laughs> when I was a kid and I was looking at my dad's old engineering books from, from his college. And the way that they used to write these scientific uh, textbooks was they'd outline a theory they'd give you maybe one or two examples of a formula and then and then the problem set would start and you're like but I don't get it (laughs) you know yeah and and for textbooks that I had they would start to interject sidebars a little bit more there'd be a few more examples you started to see online education and videos and whatnot and now we're at this point where okay in 15 seconds I can kind of see around the set. I can see how they're doing it. I can follow them. The, the, the notion of following somebody to learn more is like, it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but on the con side, <laughs> <laughs> 15 seconds is often not long enough to really get it. Pretty short. Right? It's pretty short. Pretty yeah. short. Even, even for a short attention span teen, that's a pretty short time. <laughs> and I do think that there's value in a lot of cases of understanding theory and foundational things. You know, for example, how are you going to communicate depth of field as it relates to aperture in a video where all you're saying is put set your camera to this aperture and this shutter speed? Mm-hmm. You'll never understand that un- unless you take time to do it. Now, a lot of these a lot of these kids are saying, okay, this is part one of six parts. Mm-hmm. So they're figuring out a way to communicate some of that, but even with six parts, you're still only talking you know, two minutes of video. So it's not, it's not always going to give you a, a, a complete overview of, of how to think about a concept. Right. I do also find that the short attention versions of these videos reinforces a narrative that photography is super easy, which on the one hand is, is great because I think it encourages people to experiment. But on the other hand, doing photography professionally is really hard. And most of the time is not spent taking photos. Most of the time is marketing yourself, post-production, planning a shoot. And you never see the, in these videos, people thinking about an idea and iterating and figuring out how to plan and budget for a shoot because the format doesn't lend itself to that. 
No. I also like, yeah, with the planning part, you mentioned like a lot of these videos, they're, they also, it's weird because they also want to be like sort of like influencers, right? So they want to be TikTok influencers and show off their photography skills. They'll put stuff in the captions like, oh, we happened to find this umbrella on the beach and now we're shooting with it. Like, no, you didn't. You probably brought the umbrella. Like, just be <laughs> right. up front. I, when I was learning photography, I think that was always, like, when I was younger, that was my big question of, like, how much of this photo was planned? I always, I always questioned that. And, like, usually, unless it's obviously photojournalism or documentary photography, like, a lot of it is planned. Like, yeah. you got you to gotta do a lot of planning and figure that out. So TikTok influencers maybe be a little bit more honest about, like, yep. you brought the umbrella as a prop. And then the last thing I'll say is, you know, there are a small percentage of highly creative users, but there's also a lot of visual sameness in the stuff that people are doing, which, yeah, you know, at that age, you kind of expect that there's going to be a lot of mimicry because people are trying to figure out how to unleash their creativity in a lot of ways. I think that photography lends itself a lot to visual sameness, whereas when I see artists who are using paint and pencil and whatnot, even at high school levels, I see much more diversity in the look of that type of art versus photography. So that, that's kind of a, a downside of this format, I think. So should photographers be on TikTok? <laughs> I, what, photographers I, like me? Well, I don't know. So I would advise anybody who hasn't yet to, to grab a handle that is at least like what their Instagram handle is um, or their full name or something like that. Like just go ahead and claim it. Mine was already claimed, which I was so mad about. Now I got to be Sarah Jake, like something, something like 88 or something. Not pleased about that, but I would highly recommend like go ahead and grab a handle. I think there will, there might be a mass, you know, migration from Instagram to TikTok. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I haven't seen too many professional photographers on TikTok yet, but I would not be surprised if it goes that direction, especially as more photographers are creating GIFs. I mean, it's easy to put a GIF up um, on TikTok and to show it off that way and to put it to music. It brings another element to the work. And there's just a lot more eyeballs on TikTok. I would be remiss if I didn't say that the U.S. government has raised questions about the Chinese ownership of TikTok and that it might be a spying tool <sighs> in the same way that some departments of the government do not allow DJI drones to be flown anymore oh. because they're made in China and there's worried that, that that government is using technology to spy on other governments. Oh, right. I have a friend, I was joking this weekend about, hey, what are your kids doing on TikTok? And she goes, oh, well, after those disclosures came out, I actually made them delete. We had a conversation about it and I made them delete TikTok from their phones. Wow. So that was a pretty interesting yeah. Take on the situation. Yeah. You know, do, do you have to be on TikTok? Of course not. You don't no. have to be on TikTok. No. I find it, you know, because we talk about society and culture and photography so much, to me, it's fascinating to see how the kids are using social media to learn photography and distribute photography. Hmm. I think it can potentially be used as a marketing tool, which is why I suggest for some photographers, specifically commercial photographers. And like, Oh my God, if you're shooting proms or senior portraits, oh, yeah. you've got to be on TikTok. Because if you, if you blow up, kids will make their parents hire you. I, I would also go back to this comment that I was saying 
before, maybe I was just thinking it in my head. <laughs> Which is, you know, the, the photography that you find on TikTok is not commercial level quality. No. Right. And even the aesthetic, there's a very Instagram y influencer type aesthetic to it. And one could argue, well, then, you know, then it just, it will remain on TikTok and it'll just be this sort of niche faction where kids pat themselves on the back for spinning a piece of steel wool around on a string. On the flip side, you know, Zofia's work isn't that dissimilar from product, modern product photography. Like, I, it I is, agree. It yeah. is as, as, as much visual sameness as it shares. Mm-hmm. The hard light pastel background with good prop modeling is completely the way that people are photographing high-end products now. Yeah, totally. And like, for example, she's got 30,000 followers on TikTok, but I believe on Instagram it's somewhere, it's under 10,000, something like that. So she obviously has... Finding an audience on a different platform. Exactly, by showing the BTS of like how she shoots. And um, yeah, I mean, TikTok, it could potentially be a way to find new talent for art producers um, or photo editors. But if you don't want to get on TikTok, then just follow Strobist on Twitter and he'll... I'll let you know when all the, the greatest hits are happening. So if you if you are considering getting on TikTok for somehow marketing your business, um, I would advise to definitely follow sound trends. Look at what sounds are trending and why they're trending and what type of content kids are making behind those noises <laughs> and those songs and see how you can apply it to your business. One thing about TikTok is sometimes like the content doesn't make sense. You don't always have to make sense. Like humor runs the the app. So being funny, showing your personality, not taking yourself too seriously, these things will get you far um, on the platform. And I think for older photographers, just because you don't get it doesn't mean it's not valid. And that's (laughs) that's the one thing that technology has kind of shown us is, you know, different generations will adopt and use technology in different ways and they'll, they can find an audience of their peers for it and it doesn't have to be your audience. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's just that's the way that technology allows us to, to sort of split our world into these different areas and everyone can kind of live happily ever after in those, those places. Yep. Some of us are still on Blogspot. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with being on Blogspot and blogging. You know, we still do that. To see some of the, uh, what do we call them? Talks? What are we? They're not tweets. (laughs) TikToks? We just call them TikToks? Yeah, to see some of these TikToks. To see some of these TikToks, you can go to our blog. Speaking of blogs. Yeah. At blog.photoshelter.com. We'll see you next time. Photoshelter is the online leader for photography websites and workflow tools. Archive, distribute, and sell your photos in a mobile-friendly, responsive website. Try one free for 14 days at photoshelter.com slash podcast. Then download one of our free educational guides at photoshelter.com slash resources.